Welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. Uh, Honorat's on again today, uh, Saturday evening. Trevor's on as well. We're trying to rush this end so we can hit the town, party hard like rock stars on this long weekend that we have here in New York and in the U.S. in general. Happy Juneteenth to everybody and uh, happy uh, Canadian Grand Prix for everyone that's tuned in right now. Uh, Trevor, how you been? How was that? Uh, how do you like the Grand Prix so far? Been good. I uh, thought it was a really interesting uh, qualifying session, a uh, really interesting grid for tomorrow's race, so I'm excited. I know, and the, this grid seems to not be finalized, though. I think we, we try to delay this recording as much as possible to kind of get a final grid. We're waiting on the jury to come out on Hulkenberg, if anything. I hope he doesn't get any penalty. Uh, that was suck. He, he did a fantastic job in quality. Time Darrell took some risk. Uh, Has congrats on that again. But yeah, waiting on that to shake out. But outside of that, I think we can give you a clear, uh, some idea of what we're going to look out for tomorrow uh, and uh, what you should be looking out for as well and uh, kind of uh, uh, how we think things are going to shake up. And Trevor's going to give us his top 10. It's his, it's his turn this week. I have not forgotten, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready. All right, all right, all right. Let me dive in. Canadian Grand Prix, tomorrow's going to be 70 laps. This weekend was kind of weird. It was rainy yesterday. FP1 was a disaster. FP2, another long, drawn-out session, uh, impacted by rain as well on, on the tail end. FP3, some rain again. Quali started off drying a bit and then ended up in uh rain uh but a lot to take out of there uh just before we jump into all of this prognostic kind of work let's just take a step back on where we are right now we're in canada it's just a 4.361 kilometer track uh on the saint lawrence river a small island there uh, a lot of the teams are it's, it's one of these tracks where we have a lot of these long straights and then you have heavy braking zones and like left right zones, left right turns, like turn one and two, turn three and four, six and seven, eight and nine, 13 and 14. So you do need some downforce on that car uh, to be able to be uh, competitive during the race. Uh, like I said, 14 corners, six left, eight right. We're going to have 70 laps tomorrow. Um, it's they've done a few changes to the track. I don't know if you saw the changes to turn one. Did you see that that wall there? I did. Yeah, the wall has been extended. Uh, What's quite your a bit. take on that? What's your take on that? I don't like it. I'll be honest. Uh, it seems. Yeah, I mean, when drivers uh kind of overshot that corner, they seem to have a really awkward time getting back um on the circuit because of how far that wall sticks out. Yeah. Um. So Devries. we'll see. We'll see how it goes tomorrow, right? Into turn one yeah, at the start of the race. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's not mm-hmm. the site of any any incidents. <laughs> yeah, I hope it doesn't end anybody's race. But yeah, this like with with these left and rights and like long straights, this track usually is like tough on brakes, uh, similar to how we you would drive in Austria with like long straight, kink to the left, long straight, kink to the left uh, type corners. Uh, this track as well is pretty pretty brutal on your brakes. Um, High tire degradation. Uh, Pirelli brought the softest in his compounds, right? C3, C4, C5. Uh, I expect a lot of the teams to just run on the hards and medium. 
Uh, a lot of the long runs were done on the mediums anyway, so I expect a lot of the grid to to kind of kind of roll with that. The the Ferraris use hard uh, to, to for their run, so in, intrigued about what what they're thinking about there. And then the Red Bulls took a shot at the softs for their long run, so um, some something to keep in mind. Um, Safety car galore here usually happens. Red flag. We hadn't had red flags since 2011 in the race itself. But I think after what we saw this weekend so far, you think we're going to have a safety car tomorrow? We had two red flags in the qualifying session alone. So I think uh, safety cars is very, very possible. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to move off topic for for a second there. The joke on you, red flag. Which no, I didn't think it was really necessary. But once you pull the trigger, right, you got to go through with it, kind of deal. Uh, in terms of red flag, but like, what what yeah. did you? What's your take on that? I mean, in retrospect, it probably could have been a yellow flag. But if the car, if they had to retrieve the car, then yeah. maybe the red flag would have been the better decision. But luckily, um, he was able to get the car moving again, get it back mm-hmm. to the pit on its own, mm-hmm. and um. So yeah, in retrospect, could have just been a yellow flag. But if they did have to, you know, bring out uh, the marshals to retrieve that car, then um, you know it's a qualifying session. You don't want to unnecessarily waste time. So absolutely, absolutely. And and drivers driving around on on on, on a yellow when they actually need to get good use of that time uh, is, is 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 poor. Is poor uh, calling. So I think. I think, oh, yeah, given given that fact, I think you're right. I think just call it red, bring everybody in, stop the clock, and we'll start over again. But hopefully, let's see if tomorrow we can avoid that. Weather seems to be dry, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it looks, looks to me like it's going to be dry for the race. And did you look it up? I didn't look it up. I did. You did? All right. I believe you. <laughs> Because I didn't, I was out there today and it was like, it was brutal. It was wet, sticky, just pouring all day. FP2 was painful. Like staying out there, just getting smashed. And I had general admission for FP2. For anybody going to Canada, don't get general admission. Please do yourself a favor. You're not going to see absolutely anything unless you get there at 7 a.m. I had to buy new tickets. Uh, No, I didn't. I bought new tickets, but... There was a good Samaritan. Um, right after I bought my tickets, um, some a, a, a gentleman and his and his son. I forgot to take their name. They came up and they're like, "Who wants tickets for tomorrow?" And we're not gonna sit there anymore today. Just just gave me two pairs of tickets. I was speaking to this Canadian dude, Jeff, and I gave him one of the tickets, and we just went into turn thirty one. So every video you see online is. Because a good Samaritan uh, was a lot gave me an upgrade. Uh, okay, otherwise, we're nice. only gonna get footage for tomorrow. So big shout out to 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 that to that to those two gentlemen that that hooked me up. Um, super grateful. So there's some nice people out there at races. So you never know. Um, caveat. Yeah, that's great. Uh, um, so let's take a let's take a quick look at the constructor standings before we get into the the race for tomorrow. The constructor and driver standings. Yeah, sure. Um, get it. Let so me know what we got. 
So we got Red Bull is uh, leading. They've got 287 points. Behind them is Mercedes with 152, mm-hmm. um, followed by Aston Martin, 134, then Ferrari with 100, followed by Alpine mm-hmm. um, with 40, and then McLaren, Haas, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tari, and Williams. How do you think it um, shakes up after this thing? <laughs> after the race tomorrow? Um, I think uh, Mercedes is in a pretty good position to maybe add to their lead over Aston Martin a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Alonso is going to have a good race. I also think both Hamilton and Russell will have a good race, and I'm not so sure how Sainz's race will go, but we'll get into that um, a bit later. And then on the driver standings, uh, Verstappen is leading with 170, followed by Perez with 117. Uh, Alonso is only 18 points behind him um, mm-hmm. with 99. And then Lewis has 87, George Russell 65, uh, Carlos Sainz 58, Leclerc 42, and Stroll 35, followed by uh, Ocon and Gasly to round out the top 10 with 25 and 15. Um, so, so if Alonso wins tomorrow... Uh, he can and 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 uh, Paris doesn't score score points. Then uh, Alonso's ahead in the championship. That's true. Yeah, money. That's gonna be fantastic. I look forward to that. I hope that happens. But yeah, great. What what is our starting grid for tomorrow? Uh, starting grid is I mean, as far as I can tell, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there might be some changes still coming. But uh, the front row we've got Verstappen and Hulkenberg. Okay. Uh, second row is Alonso and Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, followed by Russell and Ocon. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth row is Norris and Piastri. Um, I don't know. I might have that a bit wrong. So, Well, Piastri is going to be eighth, right? And then Science eighth, is going to be yeah. ninth? Uh, Science is going to be 11th. He, he qualified sixth, right? Or where did he qualify? Uh, he qualified eighth. He did. He qualified eighth. Yeah, so oh. Piastri, Albon, and Leclerc all move ahead of him. Ooh. Ooh. I heard this wrong. Albon, Leclerc, and then Sainz starts P11. Oh, followed by Paris. Followed by Stroll. So we got uh, four, four drivers from the top four teams all right in a row starting you know, at the edge of the points and out of the points. So it should be interesting to see mm-hmm. how that battle shakes out. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the the things I had in like uh, uh, my 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 uh, my things to look out for. It's signs Albon, Leclerc, Perez, and Stroll uh, battling their way back into the points. Uh, it's just gonna be a shakeup out there. I think they can. There's a few people out of place right as a result of this qualifier. We have the two uh, McLaren that usually qualify well, but then it all falls apart uh, in terms of race pace. Uh, I'm going to pull up my race pace file here uh, just so I have context on what I'm saying here. But generally, uh, I I always I, I do expect the the Mercedes to do okay. Uh, they weren't. The race pace wasn't fantastic, just because FP two data was was kind of corrupt. The Mercedes went ahead first and did their long run while the while the 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 track was gripping up, and then everybody did their long run later. So everybody's long run was faster than Mercedes, and then Mercedes did their quality run at the end of the day, 
and were faster because the track had evolved by the time they did their quality runs after everybody else was done. So FP2 results were kind of funky because of that. Uh, and it also affected the, the race pace analysis a, a little bit. So I ding them, I ding them on that. Um, but yeah, so what something else I'll be looking out for is Alonso versus Hamilton and Alonso versus the Mercs. Um, I think there's a battle to be had there. Those two cars are really close in terms of pace. Uh, and those two drivers really don't make much mistakes. Whether it be Hamilton, Russell, or or Alonso, they tend to, to keep it clean during the race and avoid like errors. So I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one to watch. Um, what else are you it's on your radar for tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, uh those two things uh are on my radar with the you know, the four cars starting out of position, also the Alonso Hamilton second row. I think that'll be interesting. Um interesting battle. It seems like both of those cars have kind of improved recently, so um should be interesting to watch them battle it out. Um the McLaren's in the mix for the points. I think that's a positive development for them. They've you went. They, you, went you know, really st- started the season poorly, but they've uh, they seem to be making uh, some incremental progress over the last couple weekends. Um, you know, last race Norris had a great qualifying; it came undone in the first lap. But um, they seem to be uh, making steps forward, which is you know really good to see based on where they started the season. Yeah, the only caveat I have is after I look at the long runs, uh, Norris shakes up fourteenth. Piastri shakes up 16 uh, in terms of long run pace. And that's similar to what we had in in in, Cam- in Spain where they were 12 and 13. You know, they, quali- they qualified pretty high up. Uh, on that long straight in the back, uh, if they are draggy, it, it, they're going to feel some pain there. Um, so I don't know how long they can hold on to this. I want them to hold on. I want them to score points on both cards. I'm just saying it's just going to be tough. It's going to be tough again for them to to keep the car in within the points. Uh, another speaking one, of holding on, the last uh, thing I've got uh, written down for things to watch for is uh, see how well Hulkenberg can hold on. He's starting from the front row. Um, he had a great quality lap right at the – got it across the line right at the last second before the red flag came out, and uh, he'll be starting the race second on the grid. So it'll be interesting to see how well he can do from there. Um, he's got, you know, several much faster cars around him, but he's got a pretty good starting position, so we'll see what he can do. Yeah, yeah, that's another one that's going to be tough for him to, to hold on to. Rainy quality, quality sessions always put us – throw a spanner in there where uh, it's more the driver than the car, right? Um, mm-hmm. but, on a, but, but on a dry day, it's the car becomes a, a bigger percentage of the driving factor to, to your ability to, to, to move up and, and to stay within the points. Uh, what, the trouble I had with Hulkenberg is he didn't have any long run pay, long run stints, right? He, he had an engine blow up uh, early on in FP2, uh, had to sit out the rest of the session. So I'm leveraging Magnuson's data, right? On the drive, Magnuson was 19 fastest in terms of race pace. If I just give that to Hockenberg, he's 19 for 20th. 
So it's going to be a tough day tomorrow. But this is a track where a lot can happen with the new layout, safety cars, red flags. Last year we had two safety cars, right? VSCs that help drivers like pit opportunistically. Uh, Russell, uh, Perez, Sainz, Alonso, they all had opportunities to pit on like safety cars and like do a one or two stopper. Um, so I think it'll happen tomorrow and I think he could he could he could find his way at the end of the race in point. So uh, I do wish him uh, the best, but it's going to be an uphill battle uh, for sure uh, for him. Uh, Perez, yeah, we already spoke about Perez, but what what I want to what I want to talk about is strategy. Uh, just shifting gears a little bit. I think anything else though before I shift gears though that you wanted to cover in terms of what you're looking um, out for. I mean, not really. You mentioned Perez. Um, I think uh, we kind of talked a little bit about this on the last podcast, but um, Perez is is uh, frustratingly inconsistent. Um, he has moments of greatness and then he has days where he can't get the car into q3 um and uh today was one of those kind of inconsistent performances um seemed like he couldn't get couldn't make up his mind in q2 um switched to the soft tires and then kind of just at the time that those were getting fired up for everybody else he came back in switched back to the inserts at that point the rain had picked up and he didn't really have a chance so um yeah. So yeah, it's inconsistent and and I guess indecisive. I think uh, out of Checo today and uh, qualifying. Yeah, uh, poor Checo. When I was sitting there watching this thing evolve, this whole weekend evolve for Paris, to like two seconds off the pace in FP three, uh, a second and a half off the pace in Q three in Q one uh, to Verstappen. Uh, I'm like. Yeah, the pressure's off. You're not fighting for the championship. Yes, you've had a hard time in Canada throughout your career, but this is a recurring theme here, man. And there's a lot of drivers that want your seat. Um, can't you? You've been in F1 for for a while. You, what's the mental fortitude? What do we need to do to keep you in? You're a great driver, like. He'll deliver a great show tomorrow as he tries to carve his way through the field like he did in Barcelona. Fantastic driving. Uh, but how long is Red Bull going to want to keep taking this gamble when every other driver on the grid wants to be in that car and we'll be talking to, to Red Bull and we'll be pitching, get, get, get my driver in there instead of Paris, right? Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to worry. That's kind of where, where I'm at at this moment with, in terms of, uh, Paris's performance, but I think, I hope we can turn it around, uh, in the next couple of races before the summer break. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Um, yeah. he's just got to kind of increase the consistency, you know, like I said, when he does well, he does really well, wins races, puts it on pole, but, yeah. um, you know, when he doesn't do well, he's starting outside of the top 10. And that's kind of can't really have that from a from a car like Red Bulls. Oh, you can't. You absolutely can't. And, you know, we, we keep calling him the king of the streets, king of the streets. And we're at a street surface, you know, street, street, street surface. Like, I thought, pardon my, uh, my accent. But, and he's not delivering. So, uh, just don't know anymore what to say. 
but enough about Paris. Uh, let's talk strategy quickly before we go into your top 10. Um, generally, last year was, was a mix of softs and mediums for the race. Um, majority of the field starting on the softs. Uh, Leclerc started on hards. He was at the back of the grid. He had like a, he started, he got a new PU that day, right? So he was on the back with, with Yuki. Uh, Stroll also started on hards. Botas was on hards, did a one-stopper. Um, Norris also on hard, did a one-stopper. And so, so, and then Perez also was on hards yesterday, but he, he, after a couple of laps, I remember before lap 10, he was already out of the race because of engine issue last year. Um, so I hope he, he, he does better tomorrow. I am expecting him to start again on the hearts tomorrow. Um, and I expect the rest of the field to be mostly on, on mediums and, uh, the Ferraris, I think they'll try to kind of just get rid of in that battle, uh, with Luke, with Leclerc, Albon, Paris and Stroll, I think the Ferraris would kind of opt for a soft, right? Start on soft, push their way away, get away from all of, all of the chaos at the beginning and, and build a gap versus everybody else on softer, on harder tire. And then hope for a safety car, uh, at, in the early stages to kind of flip over, uh, to, uh, a harder compound. I, I guess they, they flip to hards from there and then wait for another incident or just pit down the road again or do a one stopper. So that's kind of how I'm seeing it. The majority of the field starting on, on mediums, uh, pairs on hards and the Ferraris on soft. Who else can, who else do you think could be on, could, could use a soft strategy here? Maybe Hulkenberg to, to fend off a little bit. Yeah, that's the get a good uh, start off of the line. Try to make sure he stays ahead of Alonso. Um, uh-huh. But I don't think Alonso does anything, right? Alonso trying to trying to go bold. He did do a bold strategy in in Monaco, right? Do you think that could be something he would try here, given a street circuit? But he would get overtaken no. on the straight, right? I don't, I don't think so, because I don't see like, I don't, I don't think Alonso thinks that his race is really with Verstappen at any point in the yeah. season. I think Alonso is not very concerned about getting past Hulkenberg, yeah. so I don't think you have to do anything kind of out of the or- ordinary or unorthodox if you're Alonso. Um, yeah, you could just you could run just... a normal race and finish P two. Yeah. Yep, that's it. That's that's kind of that's kind of how I'm thinking. Run a number race. Try to try to fight with the the Mercedes. Try to get your try to get P two at least on the podiums after all the upgrades that you brought to the car. Um, but yeah, it could be it could be a really dull race, but it could also be like extremely exciting. So looking forward to that. Um, to that. And then to the what likelihood I, that there's a safety car. You know, there's you know 60%. pretty pretty high pretty high probability so i think that'll make uh especially for people starting in the bottom half of the grid make for some interesting tire strategies um you know i would uh kind of expect a lot of people to start on hards and stay out for a while hoping for like a late safety car or cheap pit stop can mm-hmm. uh kind of propel them up through the field one guy that i see in the back that we haven't spoken about is ghastly unfortunately he got 
big I think by by Carlos Sainz and he'll be starting seventeenth. Um yeah, he's in he's in where did Ocon finish? Ocon starting P seven or something like that? Where's Ocon start? Six. He's Six. right behind Russell. Yeah. So Ocon's starting all the way up there and, and Gaffney's in the back. I think you know, he could go like one stopper long on hards as well. Uh, and and try to make his, his way through the field. He has Sonoda to, to overtake, Botas, Magnuson, and then he'll have Stroll, which will be a tough one, right? But Stroll can make mistakes, so you never know uh, what happens there. So, yeah, I'll be looking out for Gasty as well. Rudy for Gasty, he unfortunately um, got a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> he blocked a few people, uh, was it last week, a couple weeks ago in Spain? Yeah, so in um, Spain, he blocked uh, two different people. He got two different penalties, um, both of them three-place grid penalties. So he moved down six places after, I think, qualifying fourth mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, um, painful. But this time, this time he was on the receiving end of the, uh, of the, of the blocking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, didn't, didn't play out well for him. Uh, it's been a little bit unlucky uh, getting comfortably – beaten by his teammate Ocon. I didn't see that at the beginning of the season too though. We all had Gasly taking care of him gently. Uh but I had kind of caveated that for the first six months it'll kind of be he'll need to get it get it acclimated with the car, get acclimated with the team and just get up to speed. So I think it's playing out well. I don't think this is the end of Gasly's performance. I think there's more to come. Um and I think there's 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 going to be a lot more achievements for him here at uh, Alpine down the road. Uh, what's your top 10? Let's, let's yeah, wrap it up. I, I agree with, uh, with you on Gasly. Gasly was actually on a lap that would have put him easily into the top 10 when he got um, impeded by signs. So, you know, him starting in the, in the bottom five is not really representative of his pace. No. So um, I would expect him to make a lot of progress tomorrow. Yeah, before we we shift your top ten, Albon, I wanted to give a kudos to Albon too, bro. Like Albon and 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 the uh, the Williams team, fantastic qualifying strategy there. Uh, bold move going on on the slakes, perfectly timed, like perfectly timed. Like he comes yeah, around, really closes a couple laps there where he was super quick, ended up right behind Hamilton, leveraging the slipstream on Hamilton as well when he was doing his lap. It was just beautiful to watch, and he was clinical. No mistakes, nothing. Perfect, perfect done. Perfectly done. Congratulations. He deserves a better car. And those are guys that are waiting for Paris to show, right? Like, does he get a second chance at the pool? I don't know. At riding the pool? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, he Alban... Uh, did a great job. That was a great uh, bold move, like you said. Um, one thing I thought, or a couple things I thought was interesting is um, Albon comes out to start Q2 on the, the hard tires. Norris uh, pretty quickly is on the radio saying he wants to go to, he, he wants to, go to soft tires um, as well. And then uh, Leclerc is also on the radio saying he wants to go to soft tires, but Ferrari says no. They tell him to... <laughs> Put in a lap on inters first, um, and he ends up not being able to put in the time that gets him out of uh, gets him into the top ten and out of Q two. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a really bold move by Albon starting on the softs like right from the bat. I thought it was uh, quick thinking from from the likes of Norris and McLaren, 
and um, it kind of seemed like another strategy blunder from uh, from Ferrari, the drivers asking for the tire that turns out to be the right tire, and and you you tell them no, and then it's by the time he gets on it, it's too late to get the tires yeah. warmed up in time and get the lap in before it starts raining. So yeah, I I do agree with you. If the driver feels like he can handle it, you should give him a shot. But as a big team like that, that can it weren't P two right. Uh, they can comfortably get through uh, an inters. Their battle is let's just put in the the uh, let's go on the tire. Everybody, every other top team is on, and just fight that fight. Um, let the let the weaker teams take a gamble. Uh, and I think Lewis locked out right. He was extremely lucky. It was a two tenth that he was safe to get into Q uh, three. Like, he was extremely lucky. He could have been at Leclerc's place, right? He could have ended up where Leclerc is, right? He had the pace. Leclerc had the pace. It's just never – was. he never had an opportunity to put in that lap at the right time because he was on the wrong tire. So, yeah, it's 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 one of them where it's, it's a gamble for big teams to take it. But if a driver is confident he wants to try a tire, let him do it, you know? And that's, that's why we're here. And, you know, you never know. It's a rule. And it was such an interesting dynamic because the guys on the soft tires, they they needed at least a lap, like the outlap plus one lap to get the tires warmed up in the first place. Yeah. And then rain was coming. So it was a really interesting dynamic and a really small window for when you could have gotten out there on those softs and actually yeah. made it work. Yeah. Um, obviously, we mentioned Albon, but um, Norris was, uh, again, quick thinking, was able to get on the softs in time and able to benefit from from that yeah yeah again again and i think hawkenberg also did that right hawkenberg magnuson switched quickly you started seeing the whole field one of the one of them at the same time the, the perplexing thing was alonso was on inters and was still pumping in faster laps than the guys on the soft he was yeah <laughs> alonso was just kind of doing his thing uh i just preferred those inters kept putting in uh good laps on those inters and so, Never really uh, worried about trying to time up that that window of uh, you know, when it dried out right before it rained again. If you're a strategist, right, and you're like, well, here's Alonso on the enters banging in fastest lap, like we can do this on enters. You don't need to go on softs to pull this off, right? Like you have a faster car than Alonso. You showed it. You, I don't know if he Ferrari started to choke in qualifying or not, but like they were, they've been quick. Every other session that didn't matter, that didn't count. But when it comes to quality, it just unravels, you know. But yeah, lesson we we did need to depict that and and kind of find a way to move forward and and avoid issues like that. But yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot happened in 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 uh, uh, Canada today. So pretty pretty interesting quality. How about your top ten? What do you have? Uh, so top 10, um, I've got Verstappen, Ooh, uh, P1. And then, uh, I don't think it would be win 100 for him. I think he's for, still for, well for Red, Bull. For Red Bull. Oh, for Red Bull. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, I got Alonso in second, okay. uh, Hamilton in third, okay. Russell in fourth, okay. Leclerc in fifth, mm-hmm. uh, Perez in sixth, followed by Sainz in seventh, mm-hmm. then Stroll, 
Hulkenberg and Ocon to round out the top ten. Ooh, Hulkenberg and Ocon, Ocon. Wow. Hulkenberg oh, gets an overtake on Ocon. Ocon falls back quite a bit. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's got four cars that I think are faster than his, all starting not too far behind him. So, um, yeah, I think Ocon's gonna gonna be battling with the likes of uh, Leclerc, Sainz, Perez. Um, as they come through the field. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Here we... He looked quicker on paper than... Uh, than but he also had an issue in FP2 where he had to, like, get off quick sooner. He had an issue, so don't have good data for all con. So you could be right. Yeah, that's it. Uh, what time is the race? Where are you watching the race? Race is at four. Uh, I'm not having decided yet where I'm going to watch it. Uh, Hashtag Fela, man. You got to be a Fela, bro. <laughs> maybe. I don't have a reservation, though, so uh, it might be tough. Well, you know, Jocelyn will take care of you. Jocelyn will we'll see you and be like, this is my Trevor. I need to get him a table. Just smile. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I will... I'll try to be back at the track. Hopefully it doesn't rain and I don't get a beating. Uh, try to see if I can uh, get some more footage for us. Uh, maybe some some interesting takes from the from the track. This will probably be my last my last race of the year. Um, budget running is pretty low after all of this. Uh, <laughs> and, this sounds uh, great. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's catch up after the race and and see if you were right. <laughs> All right, sounds good. We'll enjoy the race and uh, yeah, have fun tonight. Man. Have fun. Yeah, uh, stay out of trouble. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Don't promise. <laughs>